I would say just over my marketing career in general and business career in general, anything that gets to be too cumbersome, people kind of give up. And, you know, we like to say a confused mind doesn't buy. So if it seems confusing or they don't understand why we would be asking a question, then they'll click out of it. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast. This guest is Amy Dix, and she's an international speaker and two-time number one international best-selling author. She is an innovative speaker and digital marketer who believes that anyone can create a movement with their unique message from the stage. She is revolutionizing the event and speaking industry, and as a positive psychology practitioner, she understands the importance of mixing creativity and information to teach others how they can connect with their audience on a deep level. Amy now brings her expertise to others so that they can share their message from the stage. And we're going to talk all about how to use the stage to scale your business in a meaningful way. And oh my gosh, you guys are in for a treat. Amy is so much fun and I've gotten to know her. I got to be on her podcast. We've met up a couple times and you are definitely going to want to listen in to this podcast interview. Lots of good nuggets from her. But first, let's get into the marketing essentials moment, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. I always get the question asked all the time, well, how much does it cost to produce a video? (laughs) Well, I always have to say it kind of depends on what it is that we're wanting to accomplish. What goals are we setting? Who are we trying to reach? And we also want to think about the video marketing aspect of it. So it's producing the video, but also making sure that it gets seen because we could produce this amazing, wonderful, glorious video, but if no one sees it, then what's the point? So there's so many factors that go into how to estimate the cost of your video production. And we know that video is so important because more and more people are willing to watch a video than they will want to read the text on your screen. Now, they might read the subtitles in the video because it moves along for them. And it's kind of nice when people don't have audio turned up, which happens often in some social media platforms. But we also need to think about the videos that we're producing for the different types of platforms. We can certainly repurpose a video and create the types of messaging that will resonate for each platform audience. You would have something very different for a broadcast television program that might only give you 30 seconds for a commercial. Or we might have something very different as if it was an infomercial. Or we might have something very different if it's a training video or series of training videos. Or if it's a TikTok video versus an Instagram Reels video or a Facebook video. Or you you get the idea, right? There's lots of different ways to go about and how to strategize in your video marketing. And so when we think about how we're going to put together an estimate to do a video production, All of the things that you can consider, and I'll just name just a few here because there's so many things to consider, but some of the basics that you need to consider are 
Is it going to be pre-produced, planned? Is there going to be a voiceover? Is it going to be scripted? Are there going to be sound effects or motion graphics that are going to capture people's attention? Are there going to be multiple layers? Are you going to have text on the screen? Are you going to make it a really long video? Are you going to make it a short video? Is it a 15 second? Is it a 30 second? A 90 second? Something less than two minutes? What is the purpose and point and who's the audience, right? So lots of different things to consider. The soundtracks that you use can very much range in cost. If we have something that's licensed or if it's, you know, a copywritten licensed piece of music or if it's royalty free music, it might be a little less cost, you know, involved there. So production value, are you going to have multiple cameras? Are you going to have multiple people who will be producing and shooting the footage? Is it going to be a testimonial video in a studio with a white background? Is it going to be a green screen video? Are you going to impose something behind the person that's speaking? Are there going to be multiple people? What is the purpose of this video and how can we understand what we're wanting to accomplish? That will also tell us how much we need to charge for what we're doing and the value that we'll bring and the production value that we have. Are we going to hire a, a hair and makeup artist? You know, think about your wardrobe. Do we need to have multiple wardrobe pieces available for best scenes? Are we going to do multiple scenes in one day when we're shooting it? And so you'll have, you know, wardrobe changes. Are you thinking about having, you know, not just testimonials, but maybe other people, employees, are you going to involve them in it? Uh, Is it going to be edutainment or education versus entertaining? Is it going to be informational? Are you selling something, a product or a service? Are you showcasing? What is it that we're wanting to accomplish? How much time can we invest in being able to put this wonderful video or video series together? Is it going to be an ongoing monthly basis that we're going to create a whole bunch of videos over the next 12 months, six months, 10 months, 12 months, 24 months. How long are we going to be doing these? And how many of them are you going to produce at one time? Lots of things. Are we traveling somewhere? Uh, Is there going to be per diem involved, mileage involved? What are all of those aspects that we can think of and dream of? And sometimes one way to work at it is if you have a budget in mind, And then you say, okay, what can you do within that budget that we've set aside? This is what we're spending in our marketing. This is what we're investing in. And now if you said, right, I have $10,000 a month for the next 12 months. Okay, what can you do within that time frame? I can work backwards. Or you can tell us your ideas of what you want to accomplish and why, if it's a sales video or what part of the customer journey we're showcasing these videos in, in the funnel that you are going through in the buying process. Is it an explainer video? Is it a, a meet and greet type of video? Is it a company overview or a history? Or it's just so many options to think about when we want to put together an estimate of what it's going to take to prepare. Maybe it's just a quick update that you want graphics over the top or subtitles or text over the top. Maybe it's a more intricate layers with imagery that comes in, or maybe you have photos that you want us to animate and draw in some emotion and draw in some movement that will capture people's attention. 
so many things to consider when we do this, but we have definitely can, you know, range across the bar. It's like, okay, we have 10,000 or no, we have 20,000 or we have this much money to invest in the video production. And then now we need to invest in the video marketing aspect of it. Where are we going to put this video? Is it going to be video pre-rolls on YouTube? Is it going to show up on Facebook and we're going to promote it there? Are we doing these for reels, um, for TikTok reels or Instagram reels, and we want to promote those. We want to boost the post, or we want to get more viewers uh, that want to see your video that are filtered through the types of things that we can do to help make sure that your video is getting seen. And not only that, now we're also considering the video SEO so that we're doing meta tags and all the hashtags and all the descriptions to get those videos showing up in search engines. We know that YouTube obviously is purchased by Google a while ago. And so having the right videos with the right titles and messaging and having clickable links embedded and baked into the videos so that people can click a link and be able to go seek out more information. Are you spending? Spending money to produce and have these wonderful videos promoted as a as a fixed ad or an in-streaming ad, or is it going to be, you know, all the things that we can think about. So I would recommend if you are seeking out video production, whether it be through us at Pepper Shock Media, uh, shameless plug there, or if you're working with somebody that you have known and trusted and, and realize and recognize that they're professionals in the industry. I, I would first sit down with them and explain what you're wanting to accomplish and why, and they can help you. They can guide you. We can help guide you through that process in pre-production and making sure that we've got it all dialed in. If it's, you know, interviewing people to make sure that we're asking the right questions and digging deeper and having candid interviews versus canned content, right? So thinking about all the things, sit down and do the pre-production meeting, do an audit of what you've been doing, what's working, what's not. And and you know what? Sometimes um, if we really can dig in, you can pay for that pre-production portion of it before you go into production so that you could at least have a good understanding of what all needs to get accomplished. And then we can estimate based on our plan and all the strategies and all of the marketing and all the goals that we want to capture and do. And so then we can give you an idea of what that budget needs to be in order to make sure that we're accomplishing all the goals that you have by producing these videos with us. So I would recommend you call the video production company or the creative production company like us to help you through that process, especially if you've never done it before, um, or maybe you've dabbled in it before. Maybe you've shot your own footage and need help to put it all together because editing is not your forte. Maybe you running your business is your forte and you need other people to help you. And we can guide you in that process too. We've actually produced a lot of videos uh, remotely <laughs> through you know us using our iPad and FaceTime while directing and, and telling what to shoot and how to shoot and where to shoot and uh, giving lots of tips on how to make the best videos possible that then we can take an edit if we would you know need to be able to do that. And we also have a hub of great vetted people throughout the country, actually throughout the entire globe that uh, that we can hire to shoot the footage for us and then send it to us to be able to edit for you. So lots of things to consider when wanting to produce video and more and more video is such a need because that is what people are absorbing and content 
is king. And so is videos to make that happen for you. And nicely pre-produced, well shot, well edited, well lit, all of the things. The audio is great. Just thinking about how you can use a professional video production company to really level up your content marketing game. All right, let's get into the interview and talk with Amy Dix next. Here we go. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Amy Dix with us. Amy, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So Amy, I I love it because I got to go on your podcast and now you get to come on mine. We're pod swapping, if you will, right? (laughs) (laughs) The pod swap. I love it. Yep. Yep. So Amy, let's just share uh, with our audience more about you and all the wonderful things that you've got going on because you are like a multi-serial entrepreneur and just got lots of things going on. So let's just share uh, and then we'll kind of dig into some, you know, marketing trends and things like that. But um, just give us a little background about you, Amy. Yeah. So that's so great. Somebody the other day said um, multi-passionate and I was like, I'll take it. I will take the multi-passionate. I love Um, it. (laughs) I know. Right. Uh, And then someone else just told me yesterday, uh, they were like, oh, you're a Libra. So you're, you have the balancing scales. And so you're always like looking to balance, but you say yes to like all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I don't know, but I'll take that too. So uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Quite, you know, the, the main thing that that I do is with Authority Speakers Agency, where we um, book speakers on stages in order to get more positive messages out into the world. And that really just stemmed from my own speaking success and my own speaking career, um, which really evolved over time. And so if uh, when I explain to people, I can really pull it down into two buckets, everything I do, the different companies that I'm involved with, even though the majority of it is Authority Speakers Agency, but it really comes down to art and being uh, a painter and then speaking. And those two worlds collide for me in kind of a beautiful way. So awesome. Yeah. So what, what got you started in this on these paths to success here? And tell us more. Go back. Yeah. Go back in history. Go back. Go back. Oh, man. How far back to go? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I worked for, uh, you know, my degree is in industrial distribution. So just like, I was like, like fun fact, you know, like uh, industrial distribution. What is that? So I started in that world, in the industrial distribution world and worked for an electrical distributor for um, a little over a decade. And uh, when I left them, I had already had um, an event planning company that I um, started, grew, sold, then had started another company. So I was always doing like something else. Um, you know, oftentimes my business brain doesn't sh- shut off, which is <laughs> awesome and a curse at the yep. same time. So, you know, I always have to have something, something going at all times. But anyway, so uh, because I had already started then at that time, which was my second company, um, I, it was just time for me to leave. Um, nothing against that company. I actually dedicated my first book to that company. I think that they're an amazing company and wow. taught me a lot about, yeah, about the, about management and, and leadership and all that fun stuff. So anyway, when I left that world, I had a marketing promotional slash promotional products company 
that um, I had started and we were rocking and rolling with. And then, um, so that then evolved into more of like this whole marketing side and um, then kind of got into digital marketing as time went on and digital marketing became like an opportunity, right? So um, that's really where that rolled into. And from there, I started speaking on social media, digital marketing, <laughs> content creation and copywriting and all those fun things. And really kind of just built uh, the business off of speaking and off of leads that I would get from, from the audience. And then um, later that evolved into um, more of a motivational message on happiness, which is um, what my second book was about through like a certain series of life events that happened. Uh, and then, so I really went from like business speaker to motivational speaker. And uh, now I'm a speed painter, motivational speaker on stage. And that then derived into authority speakers agency. And now you have the timeline <laughs> <laughs> all in, I don't know, less than two minutes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. Okay. So let's just share because you obviously had some wonderful experiences that you you can maybe give some good advice to our listeners on what not to do, what to do when it comes to event planning or being an author or being a speaker. You pick what you get to talk about first, Amy. Oh gosh, I don't know. You you pick you pick for me. You pick for me. <laughs> well, okay, let's start with event planning because I really does. I mean, even if you are you know, speaking, you still, there's still an event to attend, right? So let's start there and kind of, we can maybe think about some things that uh, people need to think about when they are planning an event and maybe some things that uh, you can share that you've had that you've overcome or some challenges that you faced that kind of gave you the ways to make things even better. Let's say that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love the event world. (laughs) And, uh, you know, oftentimes I feel like I really miss it and and I wish I wouldn't have sold my business, but yet I'm so happy that I did sell my business. (laughs) um, Forbes magazine, I think it was Forbes magazine came out with an article at some point in time, right? Event planning. Have you heard this? They're like event planning is like the second most stressful job or something. (laughs) I I can see how that could be. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So event planners kind of like a latch onto that, but um, they're like, see how stressful my world is, but it is stressful. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot to it. Um, and I was a third party event planner, which means that companies hired my company to plan the event. So I didn't work directly for them. I wasn't within their organization. Um, and, you know, one of the things I think when we're looking at businesses, like if we're looking at events as a business, Um, one of the more important things to consider is always like sponsorships. And so whether you are putting on the event yourself um, or you meaning, or you are speaking at an event um, just having, that is like probably the number one stressor for the event organizer or the company, right. To make sure that those, all those costs are covered. And there's a lot of like really crazy stuff that goes on in the event world behind the scenes that people don't know about, like um, attrition clauses and in, in your hotel contract that if you don't, you know, if you don't book out that number of rooms that you said you would have, like you still owe on those rooms. And, you know, so there's just, 
there's a lot of really like stress, I think, when it comes um, to the financial side of things, which is why butts and seats and registrations are so important. But one of the things that I always like to tell my clients is let's get the sponsorships where they need to be to cover the expenses. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is really just, you know, easy peasy icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I would, I would say, you know, as you're looking, looking at events, like don't negate sponsorships. I think a lot of people know that they need them and they want them. Um, maybe they don't know how to, to go out and get them. Uh, I was fairly successful in not putting sponsorships in a bucket. You know, like you have the silver or the bronze, silver, gold sponsorships or whatever they are. Um, and those are great to a certain extent. But I always just like to tell my clients like, hey, be really flexible. Like if somebody wants a custom, like they don't want their name on the bag. That doesn't matter to them. They would rather have 10 minutes on stage. Give them the 10 minutes on stage, charge them more, give them what they want and everyone's happy. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's great. And you're right. It's kind of customizable to what each, each sponsor needs and then fulfilling their needs and doing all the, all the things you said, butts and seats and beds and heads, he- heads and beds. Okay. So let's get into your multi-time author here share that experience. Like there's probably somebody out there listening right now that has toyed with the idea of writing a book, me included. <laughs> and actually I'm in the progress of doing one, awesome. the first one now, but I'm always curious to learn, you know, what compelled you, what gave you the, the motivation to want to do it. And then yeah. as a result, what happened because of it? I, you know, it's so, I, I love this conversation and interesting that you asked this question because I just got published in an article and I I say in that article, like everything kind of ties back to that, that moment in my life. And so let me kind of explain what I mean there. I don't know how I found my publisher, right? So um, in bestseller publishing, just a little shameless plug for them, but <laughs> bestseller publishing is the name of the company and somehow, some way, I heard um, Rob, who is the founder of Bestseller Publishing, uh, on, I don't know, social media. I have really have no idea how I heard, but I did. And so aligned and you get to meet Rob. Exactly. <laughs> right. Very so, cool. So um, I, I attended a webinar, whatever, and this was um, at a time where I was still working for the electrical distributor, but I knew I was leaving. And so... Um, I was really interested in writing a book and, you know, I was uh, originally what I was going to write about never really even became what I wrote about. Um, And we can talk about that from a business perspective. But um, so from that, that was in 2014, 2015. From that year on, I have invested in high ticket items, whatever that looks like um, for myself every single year since then. That was like the first big high ticket item that I ever really invested in for a course or for help or any of that. And, um, you know, they, they, the program at the time was that they would help you write your book, publish it, um, do, you know, turn it into a bestseller and, uh, teach you how to promote it and make money. And so I was like, oh, this is fantastic. So I went into it thinking I was going to write about being a female in a male dominated industry. Cause that's what I was, right. So we can, write about what we know. And um, it was really my business partner at the time with the marketing company was um, said, you know, um, I don't know how that helps us. (laughs) And I'm like, 
well, I don't know either, you know, but whatever. And so he had the idea to write it on more of like a course driven idea, like what we do and on marketing. And so we turned it into a whole kind of um, branding book. And so that really launched my company and allowed me to leave the company that I was with and go full time into entrepreneurship. And um, so, so yeah. And then, and then from, from there, I I published my um, second book with bestseller publishing and crazy enough when I started authority speakers agency um Rob is my business partner now in the company so it is pretty crazy the way like that stars aligned um but you know if 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 anyone's getting started in wanting to write a book it's like okay so where do you start well you start number one um and two like I would not shy away from investing in somebody to um help you. You know, we've had, I became an author coach with bestseller publishing for a period of time. And throughout that time, I probably worked with close to 200 authors and the majority of them came in with a similar story. I've been wanting to write this book for years. Uh I have not been able to complete it. Right. And, and, And that's what we're there for. And so it's so beautiful to be able to see somebody come in that has been like trying to write something for years and then, you know, get it done. Yeah. In months or whatever. So, um, so if anyone's considering writing a book, whether it's bestseller publishing or not, I'm just like saying, just like find what your need is to help you and go get it. You know, um, that investment has turned into (laughs) a hundred times over for me at this point, I'm sure. Yeah, that's great. I love that story. That's how you met your business partner now. It's good because you got to try before you buy, right? So see that you can work well together and then realize, okay, let's let's start another business together. That's awesome. It is yeah, it is crazy. Anyone who's ever had a partner, you know, can maybe um (laughs) has either horror stories or great stories. And and we both said at one point in our uh business world we were never going to have another partner again and <laughs> and now we're you know now we both have a partner uh with each other and yep. so it's kind of funny the way that that, that works but try before you buy that's right. that. <laughs> well, and for me uh, my husband and I have been business partners you know and life partner you know and he's yeah. my kids you know, baby daddy too, like all of the, all of the things. So, you know, I, it, it definitely, you, you got to make sure it works <laughs> definitely yeah. have to in that case, but uh, no, I can, I can certainly relate to, you know, being able to work with other people and, and working that way. And now a message about one of our sponsors, Nadine West, which is awesome, affordable outfits that are delivered to your doorstep each month or however often you want it delivered. And each month features surprising new outfits that consist of items perfectly styled just for you. And you only keep what you love and then send the rest back free of charge. I absolutely love it. The things that they send me, I often keep more than not. And so for our listeners, if you sign up today using my link, you'll get $10 credit and free shipping on your first order. So go to peppershock.com slash offers and sign up for Nadine West and get your $10 credit. I know you're going to love what Nadine West sends to you. I even get a personal message from her asking how everything's going. Anyway, so go to peppershock.com slash offers and sign up for Nadine West. So now you you are partnering in authority 
speakers. Let's talk about that now and what you do to help people, not, not just authors now, but also speakers. So let's, let's dig into that too. Yeah. So that's great. We started, um, with it just being authors and I actually started it under my brand called choose happy, which is the brand that I speak under, um, and, and do some, like some little happiness stuff or under, but, um, it was really under the premise of, you know, I want to put more positive messages on stages and um, with the limited time that we have uh, in this world, um, I just thought, you know, it can't just be me. And so I really, it's really stemmed from my podcast and interviewing these amazing people who were authors and had these great stories to share and, you know, and then just helping them to get on more, get on stages. And so that's how it really began. And then, um, you know, I would train the authors with bestseller publishing on the same thing. Like, here's how you do it. And uh, Rob had been bugging me for at least two years to start this company and do something like this. And so finally I did it. And he, and then once I did it, he was like, Hey, you did it, you know, like, and and so then we ended up partnering. Yeah. And then, and then it turned into authority speakers agency. And so that's really it. Like we book stages for, for not just authors, for speakers. Um, although it started with just authors, but now, you know, it's not a requirement. You don't have to have a book in order for us to book you on stages. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, it's so- a crossover because then, you know, if they don't have a book yet, they can be a speaker yeah. and then they can become an author or vice versa. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it works well. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just feel really honored every day to be able to look for stages and find stages and um, book these these amazing people on stages um, so that they can spread their message because that's essentially what they want to do. You know, not everybody's a marketer. Right. Not everybody has the business brain that doesn't shut off, right? So, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, it's true. They know they, yeah, they know they want to be on a stage, but man, they don't want to send out another email <laughs> or pick up the phone and call, you know? So, um, so we feel really, really honored every single day that we get to do some really cool stuff within Authority Speakers Agency. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the things that you do to help your speakers, like you said, book stages and, you know, coach them up and all the things. So um, maybe just walk through that process of what it's like to become a client of yours, Amy. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it's really like understanding who you want to speak to and why. You know, like, what? why is it that you have this great message that you want to spread so that we can match you on the right stages? Um, and then from there, it's really positioning and building authority and finding that authority within within you as an individual. And everybody has different authority, you know, like we've got some folks that have a little bit of a celebrity status um, with them and that's great, you know, so they have that kind of like authority. And then we have folks that come in and that... They just have the message, you know, they, they, they're working on their authority. They don't have the book. They don't have the PR. They don't, you know, <laughs> they don't have some of those accolades, which is okay too. You know, I like to just say like, as a speaker, you need to, you need to be kind to yourself and like meet yourself where you're at. So if you haven't spoken to 5,000 people before, whatever it is, that's okay. Like you, you have to start somewhere. And so, um, we really help them kind of 
build up that authority and position them appropriately and get them on stages to continue to build their authority. And then, um, and then we book the stages for, for them. And, you know, as it stands right now, what, what we do is we guarantee that we will book you on a minimum of three stages. Um, so that is a little different, um, than probably what a lot of people, other folks do. Um, so it's, um, it's intense. Like that's a lot of work to do that. Um, and we do it within 90 days. So, so there's a lot of behind the scenes scenes work that, you know, really happens in order to make that happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And are those paid gigs too, or just, you know, or maybe a combination of both? Yeah. Sometimes a combination of both, you know, I like to say every gig's a paid gig. Um, it's only unpaid if you don't have a strategy. So, um, there's many different ways that, you know, there's many different currencies, many different ways to get paid for, for a speaking engagement. But, you know, like we just, um, we just booked someone last week. Now we're waiting for the signed contract. So (laughs) I don't don't believe anything happens until everyone's signatures out of line, you know, but, um, but they're verbally and via email, um, we have an agreement that it's a $40,000 paid gig. That's a rip. That's very nice. You know, we're so excited for him, like jumping through our own skin. So proud of him. He deserves it, you know? And, um, so, so we have those opportunities now. I wouldn't say that that's like normal. We're not for you know just to be clear here we're not writing forty thousand dollar contracts every single day um but yeah and and then we have ones that aren't paid and um all of that we provide help and resources to and like how to leverage those stages in order to get more stages or how to leverage those stages to build your assets it really just i'll go back to this like meet yourself where you are as a speaker be kind to yourself you know so you probably aren't going to get the $40,000 speaking engagement before you have a website, before you have a speaker reel, before, you know, you might, but uh, the likelihood is not. So you got to continue to work on that um, authority and positioning. Right, right. And so then how do you, do you get to take, do you get to keep a percentage of, of what is paid? Is that, is that uh, how you get paid? Question. Uh, and yeah, no, uh, at this point, the way that <laughs> well, maybe we just set up that, Amy, <laughs> after that contract, I don't know, we might take a percentage, but uh, no, really, the, <laughs> the way that it's built at this at this moment in time, yeah. uh, we do not take any commissions from from the speakers, so they pay us a fee mm-hmm. uh, to book them, and that is how that works. Now, gotcha. uh, speakers bureaus are run off of that model of um a a specific you know whatever it's it's anywhere from like usually 15 to 30 percent cut that they take um and that's that now the the challenge with speakers bureaus and that model which is why we started authority speakers agency is um because there's less proactiveness um, that they're working on just for you. It's more like the leads kind of come in and then they just kind of say, oh yeah, I've got, you know, what speaker A, B or C. Um, so it's just, a, it's a different model. Not one is like superior necessarily. It just, it kind of depends on where you are and what your needs are and what your goals are. 
right? And having those connections and business stages that you've already made contact with and being able to build your reputation up to say, oh, I can give you and deliver you great speakers. And so then they'll want to call on you some more. And and then of course, yeah. word of mouth is accelerated and then more and more and more. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. You got it. <laughs> Let's talk about how you market what you do a little mm-hmm. more since we are on sure. a marketing journey together wow. um, because, you know, I think that you have such a wealth of experience. And, and so I'm curious to know, what do you do to put out the word that you have this wonderful business that you do for people like me? <laughs> <In others, right? laughs> yeah. I mean, the majority of uh, our clients come through Facebook ads. And so um, we run ads to, basically an application and they fill out an application and then um we review the applications we get about 100 applications a week holy moly yeah (laughs) so so it's a lot no not everyone's qualified of course um you know so but there's a lot of work that really goes on on the front end and that's really rob's side of the business and he he's really you know got that down to a science at this point but um in reviewing those applications seeing if they're qualified if they're qualified then setting up appointment with one of our sales folks um and then you know kind of going from there so uh, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, there's certainly more ways that we will, from a marketing perspective, that we will be working on as we continue to move forward. Um, you know, we may do some challenges or some summits mm-hmm. um, in, in kind of driving those leads. But right now, the majority of our leads come from Facebook ads. Wow. That's interesting. Melissa, that, you know, that's kind of unusual because a lot of people now are like, Oh, we do these Facebook ads and it just doesn't get us the results. So you've really cracked the code. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I really give all the credit to uh, the other partner here in this one because that's, uh, that's his, that's his world. And that's what he does really, really well. Um, and you know, it's very successful for us and, um, we, you know, we, we can run ads at a very low cost. Um, when, when you're looking at cost per application or cost per, you know, acquirement, um, it's it's some of the lowest numbers that, that I've seen. So, um, yeah. So, okay. If you care to share, you don't have to give all your secrets away, but I am curious, like, so you say, you know, there's an ad, people click on the link, they apply, really, it's kind of a nice way to have some pre-qualifiers, right? I mean, to be able to ask them questions yeah. and, and if they're truly interested, you can make sure and see because they filled out the entire form and they've gone through yeah. the whole process. But what are some of the words or verbiage that you've used or what are the questions maybe if you care to share? I'm just curious For now, sure. like, how do you get people to fill it all out and what yeah. have you done to hook them in? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I would say just over my marketing career in general and business career in general, anything that gets to be too cumbersome, people kind of give up. And, you know, we like to say a confused mind doesn't buy. So if it seems confusing or they don't understand why we would be asking a question, then they'll click out of it. Um, so the application is really not that long. <laughs> um, it, it only has maybe five or six questions at the most. Um, that's, that's a good point. Like, yeah. What is your, yeah. What is your yeah. name and your phone number? There's two questions. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it is a high ticket offer um, that we make. So 
that is first and foremost, like, you know, what is your budget? Like, are you willing to invest or not invest? So I think that's always important, no matter what it is that you're selling, do, do the people have propensity to buy, you know, um, I went down a little bit of a journey at one point in my entrepreneurial world where I was really targeting people who I, I really wanted to help, but they didn't have a propensity to buy. And I probably, you know, spent a little too long trying to push something like that. It was very frustrating. So, you know, it just kind of depends, I think, where, where you are in your business and what you're selling, right? Like, yeah, you wouldn't ask that question if, if it's a $27 a month membership. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, 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 you know, there's some qualifications in there on that, like where they are in their speaking career. Do they even have a speech, you know, at this point, because this particular offer and not that it won't evolve um, over time, but this particular offer is not so much like helping them with their speech. Mm -hmm. You know, the assumption is, is that they have their speech um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, not really at this point, helping them like create their speech and do stage performance. Like we've got some videos and resources to help them, but it's not really like that one-on-one coaching. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so just some of those qualifiers to understand where they are in their, in their speaking career. And, um, you know, if they're, if they're serious about, um, kind of taking the next step or if they're Mm -hmm. a little bit of a looky-loo, you know, I think no matter what it is that you're doing, you want to understand that before going into a phone call with someone. Yeah, that's great. I love it. And, and I think to your point too, you don't want to make it so cumbersome that they just get frustrated and they just click away because they're like, oh, this is too much or too long or too difficult. And I don't, I don't want to answer that. So I'm not going to, and then, you know, they're on to the next thing. So being yeah. able to capture their attention just long enough to get what you need, yeah, and then follow <laughs> up and, you know, and, and having those pre-qualifiers, right. I mean, for, for the people who are listening, having those pre-qualifiers are great because then you know it's a qualified lead and it's, you know, hot that you want to call back or if it's a cold, you know. So um, I think that's a great tactic to take to to get to the right people that you want. And like you said, if they're in their journey already and you can kind of dismiss the ones that are really fresh and starting up and you can refer them to somebody else that's there to coach them in that stage, but <laughs> stage. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no pun intended, but a good one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're setting the stage. Anyway. <laughs> um, so okay, so tell me some success stories of some people. I mean, I love the forty thousand dollar gig. That's awesome, but share a little <laughs> more like people that have worked with you some of the results that they've seen uh, because of what they've done, because they are now the authority, you know, and, and if they're an author, great, if not great, I want to hear some people, if you care to share or can yeah, um, just tell, tell us a little bit more about their journey and how, how you help them along the way. Yeah. I mean, wow. One speaker comes to mind right out of the gate um, where it was a local um, meeting opportunity and and I, I use this example because I think that a lot of people um, don't want to speak locally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, or. And it's like our own backyard syndrome. Like we have some amazing speakers, but because they're from our area, they must not be great because. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I all the time. I'm like, you know, I can speak for you, but you know, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, what's the matter where where I am? Like, yeah. do, do I have to be in New York or LA to be an amazing speaker? I don't know, but um, yeah, and, and you know, typically those local kind of meetings are unpaid. Um, so um, um, almost always they're unpaid. Right. So, um, so a lot of people, yeah. And, I mean, I've done, yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah. like, and and I would almost love to ask you the question too. Like, what you know, have, have you been able to? big business from that because that's the whole thing it's like and that goes back to what I was saying earlier like every engagement is a paid engagement um and so so I was thinking of of one of our early speakers you know he went and um for a local engagement and it was a I think it was like a women's group, but he speaks on sales and um, specifically he's really good at helping um, like MLM companies. Mm -hmm. And so what, what he was able to do was he went in and spoke and one person that was there worked um, or was a distributor, independent sales contractor, whatever they call them. Um, I've heard so many different names um, for juice plus. And so then she said, Hey, like, I would love for you to speak at, for Juice Plus. And so that was amazing and brilliant. And so, and then that would have been a paid, you know, gig for a national company like that. So, you know, really turning an unpaid opportunity into something bigger, um, which is really the key, you know, is to have that strategy go in and go, you know, it only takes one, like it only takes one person in the audience. That's what I think often. Um, let's see some other kind of examples that we've had. Um, I, I think there's, you know, there's quite a few of, of just the momentum of building off of one engagement and turning it into, into many engagements, um, whether it's paid or not paid. I mean, yeah, the $40,000 is a great story. Yeah. And, you know, um, when you're in the speaking and event world long enough, you kind of know that like the keynote, this is different than 20 years ago, by the way, but the keynotes are paid and the breakouts tend not to be. So, um, you know, we've got one right now going into a breakout um, was selected for a breakout session. Now the expenses are paid on this one, um, but you know, the strategy in that we were speaking with him about, and I think he's going to kill it is to go in there and do the breakout session and deliver it like a keynote, mm -hmm. because then what happens is the, when the, um, information comes back and the evaluations come back, he's going to have such high marks mm -hmm. and, you know, he, and then, and then the idea is like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to keep in touch with the event planner and yeah. ask for the keynote next year. And you have to ask, you know, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty confident. Like he's going to go in there and just, you know, kind of really deliver and it's going to be amazing. But, um, but yeah, so there's all kinds of different, different um, ways to um, and ways that our clients have been able to capitalize from one, two, three, four, five, you know, engagement. So That's just great. And I think it builds on itself too. I mean, I've done lots of local things, but then, you know, somebody hears me and then they invite me to Las Vegas and then I get invited to Iceland and then I'm going into yeah. Saudi Arabia in February yeah. <laughs> and all expenses paid, but I'm not getting like a honorarium or anything, but yeah. they're paying my whole way. 
I've <laughs> never been to these places before. So for me, it's experience, but then I also get to say, Hey, I'm an international speaker now. Right. I mean, so that Ooh. can build and grow and, you know, leverage all of that and do all the right things and use your suggestion. Make sure I seek out the photographer to take lots of photos. Right. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I think gotta do that. <laughs> it's a process and you build up and build up and build up to, you know, eventually getting those paid gigs, but having the help of somebody who does this for a living, I could absolutely see how that can take you to the next level for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and too, like, I think when we talk about like businesses, right. Cause this is a marketing um, podcast. So yeah. I, often yeah. call, I often say um, speaking is the marketing shortcut to, to your business. So, you know, if you totally. think about it from this perspective, like, you're speaking on stage, let's just say it's 500 people, but you're speaking on stage to 500 targeted people. I mean, there's a lot of our speakers that have the story of, because they have a back-end product mm-hmm. that they then were able to, you know, bring people into their, into their world, into their courses. Um, and that's a really great way to do it without having to spend money on Facebook ads. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> and you know what, there's some truth to that too. I, I've, you know, spoken at different things for lots of years. And then five years later, you know, this lady calls me up and she says, oh, I saw you speak at whatever it was. And that was about five years ago. Um, But we were with another agency at the time and their contracts run out. But I really want to talk to you now because I have the opportunity and I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a really long game, but it can also be the shortcut because then people, like you said, and, and how you even called the company name authority, right? Having the authority, yeah. letting people know what you you have as knowledge and then being able to share that. And then that reciprocates and ripples out forever. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyone <laughs> looking to grow their business, like I would just... I say this, if you're looking to grow your business and you even have an inkling to speak, like the immediate thing that you should do immediately, immediately, forget like even local meetings immediately is you should find those within your own like inner circle and ask for like referrals, like just ask like, Hey, this message is really important to me. I can't do what I do without spreading the message. Thank you for always being a support to me. Um, do you know of anyone who has any of meetings or events where this message would be important for their audience? Make a list of 10 people, send that out, call them on the phone. I don't care. Just ask. But that then will bring you referrals like immediately of places that you can go speak, speak on their stage. So Take the, mag- take the marketing shortcut. No, oh, that's good. <laughs> the other thing, the, another kind of residual side effect is yeah. um, it's a great recruitment tool if you need new employees too. Oh, they're, they're, they're yeah. their company that they're working for. And you. Um, I, you know, I, from experience, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they, they see what's going on and then, you know, they reach out to you and maybe they're not happy where they're at, or, you know, maybe they want to explore new opportunities, whatever. And then they've got a taste of you. And so then you can use it as a employee oh, recruitment tool. So <laughs> hey, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And what a great idea. Yeah. Um, 
uh, wow, good for you. So <laughs> now I almost want to flip the, I won't flip the podcast. I don't know. I have so many no, questions. I know, right? <laughs> but it's no, that's- I mean, we're all on a marketing journey. I mean, there's lots of good nuggets from what our experiences are and, and over, you know, the last several years <laughs> while, you know, you've had lots of good uh, ways to, to experience those tips and tools and tricks and all the things in all the different businesses that you've had. What is maybe one of your favorite marketing tactics that you've taken and all the different things that you've done? Think about it for a minute. Um, you know, was it an experience? Was it an event? Was it a tool? Was it, you know, what was some of the things that, that kind of come to mind when I say, what was the favorite thing that you did to hmm. move the needle, as they say, or to build your brand and ultimately your bottom line? Yeah. I mean, gosh, I feel like leading the witness here. Um, not that you are, but when you 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 said it a couple different ways, and so when you said your favorite, yep, I'm gonna say speaking, um, and not just because we're talking about speaking today, but it truly is like my favorite. I, I find the stage to be my second home. I'm very comfortable on the stage. I love that. If and also when you talk about the bottom line, I'll. I can go right back to speaking on that too. I'm going to give like a one point or yeah, like a 1.2. I love <laughs> it. Maybe I should have um, said your top three or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, and where I can tie everything back to is my first book. I can tie every bit of um, contact partnerships, um, lots of podcasts, lots of business through being booked through having a book like so I I it's being an author and being a speaker I mean those are the two biggest things that has um grown my business and favorite would be speaking though yeah okay favorite. and so just so our audience knows what book would that be Amy what was your first uh, book <laughs> the first book is called um brand new you your must-have guide to a profitable influential kick-ass brand very cool. <laughs> and then your second book, you mentioned it. Go ahead and mention it again. Yeah. The second book is called Seven More Days Live a Life That's Bursting with Positivity and Happiness Before It's Too Late. Very nice. And then <laughs> now I imagine you're working on another one. Oh, we are working on another one. <laughs> uh, of course. How, how would you ever be in business uh, with a publisher and not be always working on it, right? Uh, yes, we are working on another one. I don't know. We I don't even have a working title at this point, but it will be about the, the speaking business and how to leverage it for your business. Ah, I love it. All the good things that we've talked about. In fact, this whole podcast, you could, you know, use that to uh, have content for your new book. <laughs> <laughs> good. Whatever credits do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Amy, I could talk to you probably for another two hours than we had. I mean, you're just so much fun. And, and I really loved getting to know you through the podcast and just meeting up and everything. But let's just leave some final thoughts with uh, our audience on a couple things from you that you would like to, some words of wisdom, if you would, if you would like to share uh, as we wrap up our marketing journey for today. Yeah, I would say whether you're marketing or you're an entrepreneur, the one word that kind of comes to mind is alignment. And it took me years <laughs> to really find that. Um, and I think when 
you're running a business or um, trying to grow a business, as long as you are aligned with what you're doing, like it is endless. The possibilities are endless. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Amy. Uh, And for those of you who are listening, how how can they reach out to you or seek out your podcast and and all the things that you, that is Amy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All things Amy is amythespeaker.com and authority speakers agency is authority speakers agency.com. Fabulous. And then your podcast name. Uh, well, there's a few, so we have, um, yeah, that's okay. Uh, and I was, as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, you were on the happy event planner. I was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, we have happiest places to work and unlocking happiness as well. Okay. It sounds like we need to go do a round tour. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We should, we should raise everywhere. This has been fun. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And, um, thank you, Amy. And we've, we've been talking and I'll just uh, do a, a mini plug here for culture and brand camp that we do every year. And so, um, truth be told, I've been talking to Amy about getting a speaker to bring to culture and brand camp, uh, in September of 2023. So if you're listening to this before or after that, just know we'll do it every year. And culture and brand camp is an, an experience unlike any other, uh, we actually go camping for a day. It's like an adult day camp, right? You know, think of like Girl Scout or Boy Scout camp. No, no, no. This is for <laughs> this is for the adults. We'll have a leadership track. We'll have a team track. And we're going to have some fun with that. And it truly is, you know, bringing uh, culture and branding together. Um, I always say, you know, branding happens from the inside out and it begins with your culture. So uh, anyway, so so we'll to hear more from Amy and her team and her people um, in, in months to come. But uh, just a pleasure to have you on the show today, Amy. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're such a gem. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Idaho is the gem state. Did you know that? (laughs) We got potatoes. We got potatoes, (laughs) but we're the gem state. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) All right. For those of you listening, the best thing that you could possibly do for Amy and I is share this with others that you know that need to hear what we had to talk about today. And of course, those reviews always super help us. As Amy knows, podcast reviews are great and like gold for podcasters. So please give us a review. And until next time, everyone, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.